In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. First, I would like to thank Father Carolos and Father Andrew and the whole congregation for allowing me to be among you this morning. So many familiar faces from, from my childhood here uh, in this church. May God continue to allow St. Paul's to be a blessing to, to the Coptic church all over the world. We met so many people are following the ministry here. May God continue to grow it and bless you. And congratulations on the new building. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. Also, happy Coptic New Year to everyone. <clears throat> and an early blessed Feast of the Cross. This is a blessed season for the church. And it's important for us to understand that when we go through these, these feasts, it's not just for us to kind of like have something to do on a Sunday. There is a life that we're supposed to be living throughout the year. We are living the life of Jesus. Every aspect of the life of the Lord we live. and We celebrate that His life becomes my life in the church. Is, is teaching us and, and transforming us throughout this whole year to live the life of Christ, that we are born with Him, that we die with Him on the cross, that we resurrect with Him, that we ascend with Him, that when we say everything that happened in Christ's life is, is for my sake. <clears throat> and this is the, the second Sunday of the month of Tut, but this is actually supposed to be the first reading of the Coptic New Year. And so if the church is trying to say, how do we start the, the new year? Well, even though it's the second Sunday, the first Sunday, we read the, the life of St. John the Baptist. And so last week we, we heard in the gospel about St. John the Baptist because his feast was the, the Monday before that. And so the church is saying, okay, we have to celebrate John the Baptist because he's one of a very, very important um, saint in our lives and a saint in the church. And this week is actually the first gospel that we hear. We say, what does the church want to teach us and what does the church want to tell us as we start this new Coptic year? And like I said, we don't want to just go through the motions and just change the tunes. We want it to be like a reset for our lives. And it's a, it's a passage in which the church chooses to start it from in Luke chapter 10, verse 21 through 28. It says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. And said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. And I wonder, what is it that the Lord rejoiced over? What is it that the Lord rejoiced over that caused him to praise the Father and to say, you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes? What is it that the Lord is saying was revealed to his children? In the passage right before that in the, in the gospel, it says, the disciples went out preaching, and they cast out demons, and they healed the sick, and they did so many powerful things. And so, Christ, when he heard their stories about their mission work, and how they went out preaching and doing amazing things, it says, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. You see, Christ rejoiced in his spirit when he saw that the disciples had power over Satan. That in their work and in their service, what, what Christ was seeing was not something when Satan fell from, from heaven like lightning. It wasn't that he saw what took place, you know, before the world began when, when Satan was cast down to, to, to hell. But no, what he's seeing is saying, now I am seeing that darkness has no power. Now, at the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, darkness has no power. But how many of us, 
How many of us can experience this, this power of the Lord? You know, so many people come defeated in the church and broken. I'm longing to have power. I have, I have my habits and I have my struggles and I have my desires. And I feel like my brokenness and my broken thoughts and my negative thoughts. You say, when is the church going to experience the power? What is wrong? Why is it that the disciples in those days could cast out demons and could do powerful things? And here we are defeated before every temptation, feeling so broken, so weak, so unable to overcome anything that comes before me. And I say, but Jesus said what? I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And then the disciples came. What does he say? He says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What I want to speak to you about this morning is that the spirits are subject to you. If you read the book of Exodus, when you feel you're like you're standing before the, the enemy, standing before the devil, often we feel like we are these little ants and the devil is like this roaring lion that can crush me at any point. If you read the book of Exodus, chapter 1, you see Pharaoh as Pharaoh is beginning to describe the people of Israel. And he's telling his, his people, the Egyptians, he says, you know, make their, their work harder. And he says, why? Because they are more and mightier than we are. Do you know that that's how the enemy sees you? The enemy sees you and says, they are more and mightier than we are. Do you feel like this in your spiritual life? Can you say, I am mightier than my enemy? That I have victory over my enemy. I had the blessing of one, one time to... I was visiting Egypt, and I was with a very blessed uh, monk who reposed. His name is Father Angelos El Antoni. He's a very old man, and I'm sitting next to him, and he's, we're sitting on a chair, and he's Uncle Jay holding my arm. Very old man, and, and he looks in the courtyard, and he's like, bring me that lady over there. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? All of a sudden, these people start telling the lady in the courtyard. It's a big, busy, crowded like courtyard of the church. You know, they're trying to bring her over to Abuna, and Abuna does this with his eyes. And all of a sudden, the lady freaks out and starts running, and her hands turn to, you know, like this, and her toes, and she was demon-possessed. And she's running around the church, and Abuna Angelis is not going to run after this lady. And I'm like, what, what's going to happen right now? I'm like, Abuna, either. Because Abuna looked at her with his eyes like this, and he kind of like beamed his eyes at her. And I was like, Abuna, what was that? He's like, the devil cannot look in my face. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's a cool power to have, okay? And all of a sudden, he goes, tells his deacon, he's like, Adli, go pray for her. So Adli is like running around the church, and she's running away from him. And he's like, by the prayers of Abuna Angelus, come out of her. And immediately, one time, the demons came out of this lady. The demons are subject to us. But why are we so weak? What is happening before us that we are feeling so defeated. One thing you have to understand about what it is that you have received on the day of your baptism, Pope Krolos describes it as, he says, it is like a fountain of grace that is constantly flowing within you. It is this fountain of, of power and this fountain of grace that is flowing inside of you. Who is the enemy? 
Who is the enemy that is, that is constantly defeating you? When you have this fountain within you, to believe that you have this never-ending power. So many are hiding from God like Adam did. Adam, when he realized his sinfulness, he was hiding from God and he was, felt naked before God and he's hiding. I want you to imagine the sight. I don't know if you ever played like hide-and-go-seek with your kids at home and they're hiding behind, you know, like a pole like this and like the kid is like, you can, you can see the kid. That's what Adam and Eve looked like in the garden. They looked foolish and they're hiding from God and they don't want to see God in their nakedness. And so what happened? Adam, death was working in Adam. But you see, what God wanted Adam to do was to open up his heart before him and say, Lord, shine your light to change me. I don't want to be hiding from God. I need Christ's light to come in me and to change me. So many of us were hiding from God. We don't find this power. And we're not allowing the light of Christ to shine in me. As St. Paul says that the, the light is shown in our hearts. That God's light is shown in our hearts and that each and every one of us has a power. The spirits are subject to you. See, why are we not powerful anymore? What happened to the church that the church is defeated and is weak? And is, we're not experiencing the, the miracles as we hope to see it in the lives of our children and our lives. It's because so many things in your soul are untreated. So many sicknesses in the soul are untreated. And so what does it do? It's like an infection. If you don't treat an infection, what happens? It spreads to every part. That if it was first the eyes, then it's the heart, and then it's the members, and then it's, every, then it's the mind, and every single thing becomes infected because I'm not treating it. You see, but Abuna, we come and we partake of the sacraments. It is possible as many people were thronging around the Lord Jesus Christ and touching him, and one lady could come and touch the hem of his garment and feel a power come out of him. And he says, who touched me? He says, what do you mean? Everyone is touching you. Everyone is touching you. Everyone is taking communion. Everyone is coming to the church. <clears throat> he says, no, one person touched me. Today, I think the Lord is calling his church and saying, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Don't be afraid. You are more and mightier than he. And so when we come in this beginning of the Coptic New Year, and we enter into the, we start celebrating the Feast of the Cross, we're celebrating our victory, and the victory of the apostles, and the victory of the martyrs, and the victory of the church. But we cannot feel like we are subject to the demons. I had a young man come to me one day, broken because of habits that he's built up. He was exposed to unholy things at a young age and he found that these unholy things were just creeping in his heart and he found that every thought in his mind was unholy. Every action that he took was unholy. Everything that he's dealing with and he said, I just want to come naked before God and say, Lord, I can't anymore. Heal me. And this young man said, Abuna, what do I do? And I gave him all these advice, and it's not working. On his own, he started attending every single liturgy. He was attending every single liturgy. He would come. We have a, a 5 a.m. liturgy. He's coming at 5 a.m., and 
Every time he's coming at this early liturgy and he's standing and taking communion. And then I pray the Friday liturgy and he's there. And then Saturday morning it's an Arabic liturgy and he's there. And Sunday morning he's there. And then he attends. He goes to the first liturgy and stands in the second liturgy just to attend. And little by little, he's being broken free from the chains and the bonds that are in him. You see, he discovered that there's a fountain here at the altar. A fountain, when you read the book of Ezekiel chapter 47, it's like a river flowing out of the altar. It's a river of power. It is a river of grace. It is a river of life. The demons are subject to you. But you need to expose your heart and say, Lord, I am broken. I hate my sin. I hate my addictions. I hate my thoughts. I hate my brokenness. Other things that make us not have power is that so many people are complicated. They're just like mata'adeen, like they're, they're complicated. They're not simple. And I believe that the ways of God and the blessings of God are with those that are simple, that are small. What does the Lord say? I thank you, Lord, that you have not revealed this to the wise and prudent, but to those, to what? To the little babes. God is saying that the power will come to the little babes. And as you move up in your careers and you move up in life and you become more successful and more advanced in your life, be careful that you are not advancing from becoming little babes. Because God reveals the hidden mysteries and the power of God to those that are like little babes. Those that understand that they are nothing and that God is everything. I love the prayer of King Solomon that when God had granted him the kingdom after his father David, he says, Lord, I am only a little child. Solomon, you're not a little You're the son of David. You're the son of King David. Like, you have to be the greatest student of prayer and of, of everything great. He says, Lord, I am only a little child. And God said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. From this day on, you are going to be the wisest man on earth. God is looking for the little babes. Be careful if you become more complicated and you analyze what every single person says and you're reading in between the lines with every single person. Oh, I know what you meant by that comment. And I know what you're trying to do. And we're no longer simple. Be simple. Be nothing. Assume the best. You say, Abuna, this world will walk all over me if I'm like that. Not the Spirit of God. Not when the Spirit of God is like you. That even if you make an innocent choice, God, when He sees your purity, will cover you. So many people I've seen that in their simplicity, God covers them. God turns even some of their dumb choices, not sinful choices, but just innocent, inexperienced choices into blessing. Why? Because this is my own. This child is my own. They're only a little babe, so I have to carry them. But if you are strong, be careful. If you are strong, be careful. You can't experience that power. Power over your thoughts. Yes, your thoughts can be controlled. So many people deal with anxious thoughts and negative thoughts and insecure thoughts, pessimism, 
and, and you end up being so defeated and broken by your thoughts. Saint Paisius, I believe, he said, your, your mind is like a runway. It's like a runway. That it's as if, you know, you have any plane that is looking to land and it's looking for a place to land. Do not allow it to, allow it to land on this runway. Make sure that you don't make any room for any thought to come and land on the runway of your mind until you've known and accepted whether this thought is truth or not. The devil is a liar and a deceiver and he told you you're nothing. And he told you in that your brokenness and in your sinfulness, how many times are you going to sin? 5,000 times? You're going to sin 10,000 times and keep standing up and pretending that God forgives you? Are you foolish? That's what the devil tells you every day. And you know why? Because we don't know the truth. We don't know the truth. You're saying, really? God forgives me 50,000 times? I didn't write the rules. Like, I, like, like if it was me, maybe I would say, okay, there's got to be a certain limit where you, where you have to stop forgiving. But God doesn't have that rule. And I wish it was different. But God doesn't have that rule. God will forgive and love and shower with grace and glory and beauty for the brokenness of broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. This is the church. But the thoughts that are defeating us. St. Anthony says, you can... Not prevent a bird from landing on your head, but you can prevent it from what? Building a nest. If you get a thought, any thought, negative thought, impure thought, judgmental thought, whatever it may be, shoo it away. Shoo it away. You have power. By the power of the name of Jesus, the enemies flee. The power of the prostrations, enemies flee. Demons have no power over you because of who is in you. He that is in you is greater than what? He that is in the world. There's a story of St. Moses the strong was defeated constantly by temptation. Devil is putting all these like evil thoughts and temptations and the devil is appearing in the form of, of, of women and all kinds of different desires. And he came to Ava Isazorus, his father and said, Father, I can't do this. This is so much. I can't fight all of these demons. He says, come with me. And he took him onto the roof of, of a cell. And he looked into the valley and says, what do you see? He says, I see thousands of demons fighting for my soul. He says, okay, now look over here. What do you see? I see tens of thousands of angels fighting for my soul. He says, know that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Demons are subject to you. But not when you are strong, but when you are tied to Jesus. Is your life tied to the life of Jesus? Are we here? Sometimes we come, it's a routine. We come on Sundays, we do, and we go get morning breakfast, and we have our coffee, and we go shopping, and we go out to dinner, and it's a nice day. It's like a nice routine that we have going. But I'm coming here to receive life of Jesus. I need his power. I need him to heal the brokenness within me. That I come, and as I come to take communion, it is this sin that you're struggling with. You come and you say, Lord, shine light into this part within me. Shine light into this bad habit. Shine light into this negativity that is hurting my relationships and this pessimism. Shine light into this place. Come and unite with me. This altar is the most powerful place in the universe. This altar is the most I'm seeing the liturgy, really, back home. I'm seeing it transforming the lives of our youth. They're coming 
And I always say we have the secret to, to any blessing within our church is this 5 a.m. liturgy. And it's packed with youth. And youth are coming 5 a.m. and they go to high school or they go to school after. And I, like, I'm on the schedule, so I go because I'm on the schedule. But these 15-year-olds, what are they doing at 5 o'clock in the morning going to a liturgy? They found power. They found power in a world full of darkness. They say, I will go and I will be the light. There's a beautiful story of a, of a missionary that I just met who was in Iraq. He's a Catholic, a Chaldean bishop that was there when ISIS was taking over and, and destroying churches and they were chopping priests by, in pieces, putting them in bags and leaving them in front of the church so that when the congregation comes in the morning, they see their priests chopped up in a bag. And they came and they destroyed the statues of St. Mary and cut off the arms. And they got news that ISIS is coming again and they're going to massacre the whole, whole village. And so he said, the whole village, thousands of us, we, flew to, we fled to another city on foot within two hours notice with just the clothes on our back. And then they went and they found these like abandoned buildings and they just kind of like set up shop. Thousands of people just sleeping with like bed sheets in between. They say, okay, this square is your family. This square is your family. And between them is just a bed sheet. You say... What is this? And Abuna, the priest, was <clears throat> feeding all of these people every day. Say, where are you getting the money? He says, I don't know. But my job as their father is to feed them. And then later on, they were in this village that they fled to for three years. One day he says, we can't lose our land. This is the land of the believers. This is the land of the Christians in Iraq. We can't lose this land. And so he said, I'm going back. He was praying that ISIS one day would leave. And he went back to the land. And the people were looking from a far like hill with their binoculars. And the priest went in. And he took a cross that was broken from one of the destroyed churches. And he went and he placed it on the church. And he said, this is the place of Jesus. This is the flag of Jesus we will never fear. And so the people with their binoculars from far away saw what's going to happen to this father. He's going into this ISIS village and snipers could shoot him. And he went and he hug, hung the cross on top of the church and said, this is the place of Jesus. The demons are subject to us. The demons are subject to us. A man of power. A man of faith that believes in the power of Jesus. I pray that we could discover this power. Any brokenness that you have today, let us come and say, Lord, I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this brokenness anymore. There's a story of, don't ask me how, I wasn't there. There's a story of Abu Nafal who many of the ascetics, the, the hermits came and they were visiting, they, they were coming back to the, to the monastery and they sat with Abu Nafal Tuos Suryani, a very holy man who passed away, righteous saint. And they said, he said, how is it going in the desert? They said, the demons are fighting against us and we have no peace and noise and Tuos disciple, give me a stick. He went and took a stick and he went into the desert and I don't know how he did it, but apparently he tied the demons to the stick. And he went and said, don't worry, they're not going to bother you anymore. And all the ascetics went back to their caves. Look at the power that you could go and say, who are these demons? Who are these demons that can, that can fight against you? They are nothing. You say, but I've been in sin for years. I haven't tasted a holy life for years. I only know sin. I only know defeat. I only know shame. 
I forgot the face of Jesus. I forgot the face of Jesus. But Jesus never forgot your face. And Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much that he wants to restore your life. And that's why he rejoiced in his spirit. He says, finally, it has happened that I saw Satan fall down like lightning. And he has revealed these to little babes that we are full of God's power. God's power is here today. If you are stained with any sin, after the absolution and prayers of Abuna and the absolutions of the altar, may the Lord cleanse you today. Come with repentance. Come with repentance. A humble thought of brokenness, God will never turn you away. A humble thought of brokenness, God will never turn you away. Bow before the altar. Come fearful before this altar and say, Lord, cleanse me and wash me by your blood. And give me a new life today. Do you believe it's, it's here for you today? Or we're just going to go on for the next hour and sing hymns? And No. Today has to be the day in which you say, today is the beginning of my Coptic New Year. This is the first Sunday, technically, according to the readings, of my Coptic New Year in which I will live the life of Jesus. No more life of the world. No more life of sin. Will you fall? Maybe. But you will rise and you'll receive the fountain that is flowing from this altar and that is already in you there to cleanse you and to wash you. May the Lord give victory to the church. May we truly celebrate tomorrow and the next few days is the Feast of the Cross. Tomorrow night is the Vespers. Go to the Feast of the Cross. Celebrate the, the, the cross. Cling to the cross. Kiss the cross. Anything that looks like a cross. Anything that happens to look like a T, kiss it. It is powerful and it has great power for your life. When you kiss Abuna's hand, you are kissing the hand of Christ. Run to Abuna, kiss his hand, say, Lord, let me receive as if I'm kissing your hand to receive life from the blessed hand of Jesus. Today, Jesus will give new life. For those that what? He says, last thing. He says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit life, eternal life? He says, you shall Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Come and love the Lord with your whole being by worshiping Him. Don't just say the responses. Every Lord have mercy is a real Lord have mercy. Every sign of the cross is a cleansing of your life. It is invoking of the power of Christ into my life. Every amen is Lord, I believe. When you come to partake, know that today you will be one with Christ and today you will become a new creation. And glory be to God forever. Amen.